Can we have the whole World Horizons team up just so that we can welcome you and introduce you? Can we welcome these guys? So this is Lucas, who many of you know because he came with us to Liabi, and Tom, who came to Liabi, and Colin as well. And these guys have uh, been with us. They're with us for the weekend. They're going to be sharing something about what World Horizons does and who, who they are, and they're also going to be sharing something about the spirit of Pentecost as well. Thank you so much for coming. Thanks for having us. Um, it's just been great to work with you. Um, do you want to just remind us how we first met you guys? Um, <coughs> and, uh, and I'll hand over to you. All right, thank you. Good morning, Ted. Good morning. It's really good to, to be here with you. And um, when we say, you know, there's hardly anyone uh, left when the kids go, it's a sign of a healthy church. Yeah. You know, that it's renewing itself and God is working through. And, you know, what a blessed generation uh, that we have here in Totnes. I, I had it in my heart to remind people uh, kind of what happened, why we're here. So, um, and by the way, uh, today might look slightly different. Uh, there will be the sharing of the word. There will be the telling of stories. Uh, we hope that through what God does, we will all leave inspired by these stories, inspired by what God is doing here in Totnes as well as in the ends of the earth in different nations. But um, in January, um, Horizons takes um, all over the world. We've got teams in Brazil, Venezuela, the US, France, you name it. All over the world, uh, people take the month of January to pray together. So we reduce the amount of other things that we do and we dedicate ourselves to prayer. Um, asking God for guidance for the year, what should we do, how should we do it. But this year in the UK, so we have a team in a town called Hnathli <laughs> in South Wales. It's very easy to say that. Uh, <coughs> we were challenged uh, by one of our leaders uh, to pray over a map individually. She came with a map of the UK and she said, guys, I'd like to challenge you to get this map, pray over the map and ask God one simple question. Where should you go? But don't talk to anyone. Don't plan, oh, let's go together to this place with my buddy, with my mate. Don't do that. Just ask God where you should go. Come back in half an hour with a post it and place it where you should go. So some people came back with the same place. Some people came back with the same region. So we gathered groups around and then this leader came out and said, okay, so here are the groups. Some of the places are different. Go out for another half an hour with the group and pray again. And ask God where you should go as a group. A lot of groups all around the UK, some in Wales, and there was one group in the Southwest. And it was one lady in our group. There were four of us. None of us had ever heard of Totnes. Sorry. Uh, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> but there was this one lady, not from the UK, she's from Venezuela. She just, in our little half an hour meeting, she said, guys, I don't know why, but I feel like God wants us to go to Totnes. Yes. So we came down and we were prayer walking around Totnes and asking God, where should we go once we got there? In a long story short, on the Sunday morning when we were walking around and asking God, oh, is it this one, is it that one? Uh, we just had the sense that we needed to walk through those doors. And we came in and then we shared with you guys, we're here to pray for you. Uh, Water Horizon is a prayer-based movement. We pray for the UK and for the nations. This led to us being at Liabi. This led to us being yesterday, helping with pride. And this led to us being here today. We hope that God wants to do something in this place. And we want to make ourselves available to the guiding and the leading of the Spirit to come with you guys, united, and see what God does. Come on. So that, that's the story.
God. Praise God, and I pray that he will guide us. <coughs> Tom and Colin will, will be back in a bit. Um, before we, we begin uh, sharing uh, about Pentecost, before we, we share stories about the nations, I'd like to show you uh, just an intro video on Motorizens. Um, we are very uh, visual people, so if we see something, uh, it's better than me just uh, babbling and saying different things. So if we could um, have the video, fantastic. Thank you. Um, as we saw, uh, World Horizons is not a church. World Horizons will never be a church. World Horizons is an international mission movement who aims to come alongside churches all over the world, us here in the UK, to help and equip the church to send missionaries to the nations, especially places where there is no church or there are no Christians praying and working towards that one day that God will build his church and there will be a Christian community sharing the love of Jesus in, in, in that area or in that nation. So it's our, our, our job and our, um, we love doing that, which is coming alongside people and sharing about what God is doing in the nation so that we can join, join in with that. Um, so as a part of um, not only talking about World Horizons, we actually go, um, we go to the Bible, to God's Word, and we pray that God's Word will speak with us. Because when God speaks, uh, we never forget. Whatever I may say, whatever Tom or Colin may say, uh, you might forget. But if God speaks with you, then, then it's much better. Uh, 
strengthen us. Could we open our Bibles on uh, the book of Acts, chapter 2? Whenever talking about Pentecost, you can't, you cannot not share about Acts 2. It talks about the coming of the Holy Spirit. Book of Acts, chapter 2, verses 1 through to 13. The Word of God says, When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues, as the Spirit enabled them. Now there were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews, from every nation under heaven. <clears throat> when they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment, because each one heard them speaking in his own language. Utterly amazed, they asked, Are not all these men who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each that each of us hears them in, in his own native language, Parthians, Medes, and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the part of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs. We hear them declaring the wonders of God. Thank you, Aid. In our own tongues, amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, What does this mean? Some, however, made fun of him and said, They have had too much wine. May God bless his word uh, into our hearts. We read here the day that God chooses to come down as the Holy Spirit. God does things for a purpose. God plans things really well. We know that in our very own lives when we look at our journeys and we can't believe what God has done and how he's done it. He does things really well. This is the story of Pentecost that follows on with the preach from Peter, the day that God chooses to come down. We're going to go back to this, but before we do that, I'm going to invite Colin. And what we're going to do this morning aiming at Pentecost and looking at the story of how God chooses to come down and what happens when God comes down for the first time as the Holy Spirit to enable us. We're going to share stories with you about what, does that, what it looks like, not only of the, the, the world rising stories of what God is doing in the nations, but how it connects with the Holy Spirit enabling us. So I'd like to invite Colin. And he'll be the first one to share with us. Hi there, good morning. Well, thanks ever so much for your wonderful welcome that uh, you give me. And uh, it's been great to be here, so uh, thanks. And uh, I'm excited, I'm excited, you know, looking around and seeing you all and uh, what might God be saying to you? What, what sort of plans might God have for you and adventures? When I became a Christian, you know, back in uh, 1973, one of the things that attracted me to Jesus was 
he was a guy who was going places yeah. and uh, he was kind of itinerant and nomad and uh, a bit hippie-ish as well and uh, there was this, uh, this, as this aspect was it's exciting to walk with Jesus. Now I don't know about you but that's, uh, that's kind of knowing Jesus about 40 years and sometimes church life is anything but exciting. Uh, and there is a place for that, there is a place for the old plodding and perseverance. But um, it's not just about being nice and being comfortable. And uh, I find, you know, the closer you get to God, the more uncomfortable it gets in some ways, isn't it? And um, yeah, God wants to take us out of our comfort zone. And I wasn't going to say that at all, and how come I'm saying it? But anyway, <laughs> so I want to tell you, let's talk about a story. So somebody's already noticed that I'm wearing a bit of a strange uh, shirt. Maybe not strange for, uh, for top mess, but, uh, <laughs> but I'm trying to be uh, culturally relevant. And, um, <laughs> so I want, I, want to, um, I want to imagine a kind of spa shop. Remember spa shops, or is it one stop these days? And uh, I'm in there with a Chinese colleague, and this isn't you know, your spa shop on the corner. This is in a, in a city in uh, western China. Okay, so I'm in, a, in this spa shop and uh, my Chinese colleague buys me this thing. And he says, uh, now don't take it out of the wrapper until you get back to your hotel room. Whatever you do, don't take it out of the wrapper. So do you want to know what's in here? Yes. Any guesses what's, what, what might be in here? Steak. Steak? Yeah, yeah, getting warm, getting warm. Noodles. Noodles, Noodles, okay. Any other ideas? Naan bread. Naan bread. Oh, that's some good ideas there. Okay. I'm going to have to open this. Or maybe I'll, uh, <coughs> I'll invite somebody to. Uh... Do you want to take that down there? Right, what is that? Do you want to stand, stand up and show that around? Yeah. Okay, let me see over there. So, what, what are they? They're pig snouts, and, uh, and they're for eating. <laughs> no, thank you over there, right over. So you can have adventures like eating pig snacks. Oh dear, yeah, we'll can we pass the bucket around? Is it? <laughs> so your offering bucket can be used for something else. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, if you could just if you could just read that Mandarin for me. So sorry, they're not organic. So, pig snacks, and uh, unfortunately, I haven't eaten these yet. But um, see, the, the guy that I was with is Han Chinese, and God has been doing some wonderful things uh, since the Westerners got kicked out. And uh, people thought, oh my goodness, the church in China is going to die. But under persecution, strangely enough, it has grown at a phenomenal rate. And for a while, it was uh, the fastest growing church on the planet but it's been outstretched by Iran. Iran at the moment is uh, where the most people are coming to Christ. God's doing some exciting things in this world. Anyway, this, uh, this Christian colleague of mine, he's moved from the east of China and he's moved into uh, kind of northwest China, which uh, was, and still is really, 
a predominantly Muslim area. So I'm wearing uh, a Uyghur shirt, and uh, culturally this is much closer to Central Asia and Turkey, Middle East, Middle Eastern type culture. And um, where this revival has been going on in China, it's mainly been amongst what's known as ethnically the, the Han Chinese, which are the majority Chinese, uh, but not in the Northwest. So there are, there are millions of Muslims there, and at the moment there's one million Uyghur that are in re-education camps, so you might like to, uh, to pray about that. But uh, there's this amazing, uh, what's the word, vision. You have to excuse me sometimes, I, I stutter over my words, because by the grace of God, I am a stroke survivor. So um, in, in a way, I should be dead now. But, uh, <laughs> but when, I, when I survived this stroke and then had to have an operation after it, it was very much I kind of felt um, a notice from head office that uh, I've still got some work for you yet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so here I am. I'm a stroke survivor. Sometimes I get very confused, even in England. Uh, but, um, but God sends me, sometimes by myself, traveling to China and... Uh, I just have to rely on my, my Chinese brothers and sisters to look after me. Because, uh, but, uh, but yeah, so God can use little old me, and God can use little old you. Yeah, so this, this guy has moved um, to take the gospel to Uyghur people. And there's uh, this great vision amongst the Chinese church, which they call the Back to Jerusalem vision. Some of you may have heard of that. Uh, the writing, you know, that book, Heavenly Man, he talks about it. And they feel that you know, it's, God has given them this uh, big responsibility of taking the gospel back through the Muslim heartlands of Central Asia, you know, Kazakhstan, Tajikistan, Uzbekistan, and so on, into the Middle East, Saudi Arabia, and uh, eventually back to Jerusalem with this idea that what we're reading about today, Acts of the Apostles, happened, and then the gospel seems to have gone round the world was it clockwise in one sense, historically? And they kind of feel they're taking it, it's up to them to take it back to Jerusalem. And they feel, without any pride, but they feel they're, they're better equipped than Western missionaries to do it. And so that's our part is World Horizon is trying to, to help them. You know, Horizons has had uh, many, well, decades really of experience of working with Muslims, uh, chatting with the Chinese. Christian, for example, um, he didn't know that you could actually have a church service other than 10.30 on a Sunday morning. And if you're working in a Muslim country, you've probably got to have your church service, your weekly church service, if it's legal. Or you've got, maybe you've got to do it underground. But it's got to be on a Friday. But that was a big shock, and sometimes there is these uh, uh, you know, culture shocks. Um, you know, eating pork isn't great in a Muslim culture. And you don't have to eat pork to be saved. You know, it's, uh, we've got to be careful that we don't, <laughs> we don't impose you know, extra rules on, you know, just read the book of Galatians, you know. And, and that's one of the great exciting things about going into cross-cultural mission is you really sort out what is God saying and what is just my preferences and what is just uh, being English and nice and what is uh, you know, real raw and the basics of the gospel. Um, so God is into using young people and may the Lord you know, raise you up to, uh, 
to take the gospel into all the world, but also um, old codgers like me. And, uh, <laughs> and particularly, uh, yeah, I'll just quickly address the, well, I'll call you old codgers, you, uh, you're senior folk. Uh, some of you might have some nice pension plans and um, suddenly you're free of a lot of responsibility. And uh, you could go. Yeah. You know, in fact, I'd say, um, yeah, just sort it out with God. Why aren't you going? <laughs> in one sense. And God might call you to stay, but if you are staying, you'll find out, is it God saying that? Um, or can you have, you know, cram in a few more adventures before you go? Eternity is going to be a long time. And I often think, I'm going to get to eternity, and I'm going to be, we're all going to be rubbing shoulders with uh, our brothers and sisters that might say, what, you never went to prison for your faith? You know, and uh, <laughs> you were never stoned? You know, what were you playing at? You know, so, uh, <laughs> so, you know, try and get some, you know, invest in, in heaven. Amen. Eternity yeah. is going to be a long time. And I'm sure each of us in this room, in a uh, hundred years' time, we'll look back and we'll say, I wish I'd taken more risks. Yeah. I yeah. wish I'd taken more risks. So, um, yeah, I'll leave it there. And uh, do have a chat with me afterwards if you want, if you want to know more. <laughs> or, um, yeah. <laughs> Colin shared uh, a little story with us. And in the same text that we, that we read in the beginning, it says in verse 11, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues, in our own language. The brothers and sisters in China hearing the wonders of God being shared with them in their own tongues, in their own language, just like when the Holy Spirit came down. But before we develop a bit more into that, I'd like to invite Tom. And Tom will also share a story of what God is doing and how he is working in a nation. All right. How are we doing? Good. Yeah. Been to China. Not everybody has to eat pig noses. And so uh, <laughs> uh, there's challenging things to eat. I, uh, even the, the thing here coming to Devon, you've got to know which way to do the, the jam and the cream. I mean, it's, uh, maybe it's, it's the, I think the, 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 uh, the Duke got it wrong. He did it. Anyway, so well, maybe he got it right, and it was my Cornish friends that said he got it wrong. Anyway, um, so this, uh, right now, um, we're going to be talking about from Acts uh, that's been read. In Acts 2, it said uh, the different languages that were spoken, and uh, in uh, verse 9, it was the Parthians, the Medes, the Elamites, and those dwelling in Mesopotamia, uh, Judea, and Cappadocia. We would say Cappadocia, where I'm from. And uh, Pontius and Asians. So we're going to talk for a few minutes about the area where Cappadocia was, or Cappadocia. In, uh, in Turkey, they refer to it as, as uh, Cappadocia. And uh, so I'm going to tell you a story this morning about um, a guy I met... Uh, in a cafe. Maybe, could I get a couple of volunteers? Um, uh, Judith, could you come up for a sec? Well, no, that's not true. It's, uh, it's going to be for the entire time. Um, 
and uh, and our young man was um, that held up. You were brave to hold up about pig noses. Do you mind if you? No, you're not gonna. Okay, come. On. Uh, no, it's okay. It's okay. I got teenagers at home. I know. Hey, okay, Al, come here. <clears throat> So uh, I just don't like being alone. So uh, they're, they're not going to do anything but just stand here and hold the flag. So, um, so this is the Turkish flag. And uh, so this is represented in our scriptures this morning, isn't it? Cappadocia. It was uh, um, uh, the language was spoken. And I'm not sure the first century if uh, it was Turkish. But uh, it is now. So... So I want to I want to um, uh, give you guys a story, and I, I was talking with Val earlier, and uh, one of the Vals, actually I met two Vals this morning, and uh, and she reminded me of um, a uh, uh, an American preacher that uh, talked about just feeling comfortable, like um, he was in the kitchen talking, and uh, so um, I want you guys to relax, don't go to sleep, but um, uh, but. Uh, I'll tell you a story about a guy named uh, Merter. When I was in Turkey, I was sourced with uh, starting a business. So we started a coffee company. It was a roasting company, which really spoiled me for coffee. And if you have fresh roasted coffee, it's hard to drink instant coffee anymore. But that's another story. And so we had this cafe. And I love the cafe because the cafe is a place where you can talk, you can share, you talk about anything. Uh, and uh, in this cafe, I met a guy named Merter. And uh, we talked spiritual things, because that was what he wanted to talk about. And so uh, what I want to share with you this morning is the idea that um, some of us feel that we're not great evangelists. Now, I'm a yacker, but uh, I was driving somewhere, and I felt the Lord saying, Tom, you like to tell stories. Don't forget to tell my story. And, and so, uh, but sometimes we feel inadequate for the task. So this is a story about uh, my inadequacy. And maybe your feelings, I'm not telling you you're inadequate. Um, there are feelings sometimes that we have. I can't do this. So we were, we were I was talking with Mayor Terry. You guys are doing an amazing job. I'm enjoying amazing it. <laughs> and we were in this, in this cafe just talking about, about life, about, about his struggles as a student, his, his desire to, um, to, uh, to know God. It was amazing. In this cafe, I was working. And, and, but my Turkish wasn't to the level yet of, uh, uh, of where it needed to be. And uh, yesterday was amazing. There was a Turkish guy came through. And I got to practice my Turkish. And it's amazing. Uh, and uh, so, but I, I talked to Merter, and he, I couldn't explain in depth the aspect of God and the aspect of, of, of theology. And, then, and it wasn't so much necessary, but I, I said, come on Tuesday, we have a ministry called Soup Day. And at that, you might, there's a guy there that is an amazing theologian, but his Turkish is amazing too. So he came to the ministry, had some soup, soup. Turkish, Turks love soup. I mean, I like soup. You guys like soup? Yeah. Everybody likes soup. Do you have soup for breakfast? 
The, the Turks will have soup every meal. It's amazing. And so when, uh, when they had this outreach at church, it was like, you know, giving away soup. I was like, so? That doesn't sound so appealing to me. But they love soup. And so at soup day, people come around, and it's, again, this um, aspect. They don't have to come in the church. They get the soup outside the church as they're walking by. And, uh, but Meritair came to, the, came to soup day, and he was able to ask these in-depth questions that he had about faith. <coughs> and uh, my friend Ryan uh, had the Turkish, had the, the knowledge of, of uh, you know, theology, and they would have these long, detailed conversations about, about the Lord. And, and, uh, and, and then Meritere got involved. Um, he hadn't made a profession of faith, but he got involved with our ministry. His parent, we have uh, had a ministry to the, the poor people at the, at the uh, bus station. And we would give out um, chickpeas and rice. You guys are amazing. Thank you. I, I, I can't. Are you okay? Are you oh, yeah. okay? Okay. Um, I don't want to be alone. With him. So, uh, and so uh, we would give out uh, chickpeas and rice at the bus station, and and uh, uh, and his parents donated rice and chickpeas for the ministry. Whoa. They're not uh, part of our ministry or even Christian, and uh, and so. Coming home one night uh, in our in my van, we were um, giving people rides home, um, and Meritair in the back is sitting next to Josh, and asked, "How do you get to know? How do you become a Christian?" I think he said, "How do you become a follower of Isa, which is uh, Turkish and Arabic for for Jesus? How do you do this? How?" And Josh led him to the Lord. And began um, began discipling Meritere. So, my perspective and my encouragement to, to all of us is that we all have a part to play. Yeah. If you're if you're not going to go uh, to China, if God's not calling you to China, He may be calling you to send someone yeah. financially, yeah. mostly prayer, prayerfully to stay with people and pray. And. And the idea is that we want to be fat Christians. Now I'm an American, we, we struggle with weight there, but, uh, and, uh, but, um, but not that. I mean, we're not supposed to be chubby Christians, we're supposed to be uh, uh, fat. Faithful, available, and teachable. And uh, that's, not, that's not for me. Uh, I was in youth work for years, and one of the guys said, you're just amazing, these things you're coming up with. And he says, Tom, I steal everything from the other people. None of this is for me. Faithful. We want to be faithful, don't we? We want to be faithful to what God is saying. And, uh, and the availability. Uh, availability after church to help us with the... Um, no, I'm joking. But the uh, <laughs> stuff from, from Brighton. But um, available. Truly available to God. Uh, at, uh, yesterday there's uh, five people. There's five people from Saudi Arabia yeah. that were standing there. And I don't know any Arabic. They didn't know any Turkish. And uh, my English, I'm still learning English. And, uh, uh, and, and their English was rough. Um, but uh, be available yeah. and teachable. We want to be, I'm, I'm uh, uh, one of the old guys now. 
Uh, I still think of myself as 18, but I look in the mirror and I think, what have you done with yourself? They must have made a mistake on my ID. I was like, I'm too young to be this old, I told you. But it's true. Anyway, so, but until the Lord takes us, because um, Colin mentioned, but, you know, we ought to just have a, a gathering, let's say 100 years from now, in heaven. You know, because we're going to know each other. And heaven, we're going to talk about the amazing times we had at Totnes. That, um, when was it, June? This is June. You know, and the amazing times in the Lord with uh, Totnes United, United Free Church. The amazing times. And we're going to look back and think, yeah, we need to take more risks. I need to take more risks. Keep it for first person here. And someone told me years ago that the way you spell faith is R I S K. Because it is a risk stepping out. It was a risk stepping out. You fell all the time. Stepping out, trusting God with your life has been a good decision. Yeah. So following God faithfully, being available to Him. And, uh, and being teachable. So Meritera is walking on, walking on with the Lord. Did it happen because I was this amazing evangelist? No. It happened because I was willing and available to share the truths of Christ with Meritera. Did it happen because Ryan was this amazing evangelist? No. He shared out of who he was. Uh, was it because Josh was, was this amazing evangelist? No. He was available. So let's be available for Jesus. Wherever he takes us. I'm, I'm high on Turkey. Uh, Colin is on, on China. And uh, Lucas is, is Brazilian and uh, uh, been to West Africa. But it's the, the whole idea is to be available for Jesus. Isn't it? And then again in Acts chapter 2 verse 6, it says, When they heard the sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard them speaking in his own language. Again, the day that God chooses to come down, the nations heard in their own languages. And so did Merta in that day in Turkey or in his journey. But I'm going to share with you a last one, a last story. And for that last story, I need a volunteer. Could I, could I have you? Maybe as tall as me, maybe a little better looking than, than I. <laughs> What's your name? David. David. I'm Lucas David. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. But David, I'm going to give you a name okay. today. It's not prophetic. It's just for the story. Um, but this does sound very interesting, I have to admit that. But David, could you put this on? I'm going to call David Abdullah. Just for a story. Um, I have to admit, I'm loving this, but I don't know what it's for. There you go. That way. Fantastic. Look at that. So, um, Abdullah is a young guy um, who loves the Lord. 
And let me welcome you into that story. The year is 2007. And Abdullah is in West Africa, in a country called Niger. It's a beautiful country. You've got desert, and you've got the forest down in the south. It's a beautiful country full of life, even life in the desert. And Abdullah loves God. So Abdullah is going to hold this turban here. Now, Abdullah is not from Niger itself. Abdullah went there because he felt that God was calling him to go there. In his journey, Abdullah had to learn a language. So Abdullah had to learn French. Could you say bonjour? Bonjour. So Abdullah learned French in his story. Abdullah had to adapt himself. He had to buy the clothes. He had to buy the turban. So let's put the turban on. I wonder how I put the turban on. <laughs> Look at that, fantastic. I've never seen a turban on like this before. Fantastic. Thank you, Abdullah. Abdullah David. Um, so he, he needs to learn the language. He needs to get used to the culture, how they dress up, what they eat, the heat in that nation. But Abdullah's got a passion for sports. Abdullah is a great footballer. Look at that. <laughs> he's got, not only has he got a passion for sports, he's got a passion for young people as well. And Abdullah's a Christian. So he knows what God has given him. He knows this love for sport is something that is in his heart. And he wants to share that with young people in West Africa, in the desert. So Abdullah, after getting ready, preparing to go, he is there. He travels up north. And when he travels up north, he sees a lot of teenagers living in the desert in a city called Agadez. It's a real city in the north of Niger, in the heart of the Sahara Desert. And he sees these Muslim kids there just doing nothing. Maybe being available for drugs and all of that because they get everywhere. But Abdul is there. I've got his heart for the Lord. I've got this passion for football. I've learned their language. I've learned their culture. I'm living with them. How do I do this? So Abdullah wants to honor the local culture and he wants to honor the parents. He wants to start a football academy a project with these kids, but he was saying, I can't just go and approach the kids, I need to go and talk to the parents. So in order to talk to the parents, we're gonna need, we're gonna need two parents here. C could I have two parents volunteering? If you're a parent, you'd like to come up? Come on, come on, the two of you. So you are local parents. Do you have teenagers? Yeah. yeah oh, well, fantastic. <laughs> could you put this one on? Give it a go. Extra, extra large. Yes, it is. <laughs> so Abdullah is there. He's got this burning passion in his heart to share the message of Jesus with these teenagers through football, through sports. So he gathers up this meeting to talk to the parents. And when the parents are there, I'm going to give you a name. So you are Mustafa. Mustafa, okay. And you are Fatima. Fatima. Mustafa and Fatima. 
Mustafa. Mustafa. And Mustafa, you don't need to put it on. Just put it around like this. There you go. Oops. So we've got Mustafa and Fatima there, and their parents in that place, and then Abdullah. He's gonna go and he's gonna. We've got this meeting full of parents. It's not just Mustafa and Fatima. They're representing a lot of parents in that town because Abdullah wants to go there and talk to them about this vision, the passion to work with them with football. And when they come to that meeting, he says to them, "This is what I want to do. I want to. I want to introduce this football project with your kids." Mustafa, this is what I want to do. I want to introduce this football with your teenagers. I'm really inspired by it. And then Mustafa says, that's great. That is great, my son. <laughs> Merci. But then in the story, Abdullah is saying, you know, he's explaining how it's going to work. And then he's just thinking, you know, I, I, I'm going to be honest with you guys about who I am and what I do and God is, what, what God is calling me to do. And then he says to them, we're going to do all this, but I'm a Christian. And what I do, I share about Jesus. And then at that time, it really upset Mustafa and Fatima. They were saying, no, you can't do that. You can't share about Jesus. This is a nation. It's a Muslim nation. And we believe in something else. And so we're going to figure this out. So you're going to teach football and we're going to bring somebody else to teach Islam. So football, Islam, perfect. This is what we're going to do. But then Abdullah is just saying, no, it's not going to work like that because it's who I am. I'm a Christian and in me there is a message of Jesus that comes out in everything that I do. And then there was some havoc in the room and the parents were saying, no, no, you can't do that. But at that time, there was a guy in that meeting. He was actually uh, the chief of the local mosque. He got up and he said, hey everyone, quiet, I want to say something. He was a very respected man in that city. And in that city, he said, This young man has been with us for quite a while now. We've seen him learn our language. We've seen him adapt to our culture, honor our people, wants to work with our kids. We've seen his character. Let him do this. Let him teach football and let him share about Jesus. And then we'll see what happens. If he shares good things, we're going to see transformation. In his community. If he doesn't, then we'll stop the project. Let him do this. That guy was a man of peace in that story. This led to two solid years of teaching football and sharing the love of Jesus with Muslim teenagers in the Sahara. This is my story. Uh, uh, Abdullah looks like me, but in 2007, God led me to West Africa, to, to a country called Niger with a love for football and a love for Jesus to go and share with teenagers that maybe that was the only opportunity that they had to hear about the name of Jesus, about the gospel. And God is amazing at what he does because he used a Muslim guy to make it happen. God is amazing so that people can hear the good news of the gospel in their own language. Let's give a, a, a clap to our volunteers. Merci, audience. Merci. Thank you. Over actor.
Thanks, guys. You may, you may have a seat. <laughs> Do we get to keep this? Ah, you can keep it. I'll, I'll get it from you later. Um, you see, Pentecost. The Holy Spirit comes at Pentecost. That is the title of the story that we read in the Bible. Now, I'm not from the UK, but I am in the UK, and I know that when you come and you share with the church, if you don't share three points, then it's worthless. <laughs> Nobody's going to hear it. We don't do that in Brazil. We, we do, like, sometimes seven points. Um, but I want to share with you three really quick points about this story and why we told you these stories about the nations. Acts chapter 2 says, When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. The first point of this story is unity. Sometimes uh, we feel discouraged and sometimes we say, oh, I don't want to go to church or I don't want to be part of a home group or I don't want to do that because I'm feeling discouraged. But the Bible says something so special about unity, about being together. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. And then it carries on and say, it says, Suddenly a, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. I love this. But you know what this reminds me? You know, it was the day that God chooses to come down like the Holy Spirit. There was another passage in the Old Testament in the book of Kings. 1 Kings 19.11. I'm gonna, not going to read the verse to you. I'm going to explain what happens there. So we have a prophet called Elijah. And Elijah is struggling. He's seen God did, he, God did wonders. But Elijah is struggling. And that's why he flees. He goes to, to this mountain. And he stands at this mountain because he knows that God's going to come and God's going to speak with him. He's a prophet of the Lord. And God's going to give him a word. So he stands outside this cave. And he knows that God will speak with him. With him. And there was a strong wind that came and separated the rocks and changed everything. And then fire came into the mountain. But in that story, it says that God was not in the wind. God was not in the fire. God was in the gentle whisper. This story here says, The blowing of a violent wind came from heaven. It filled the whole house where they were sitting. Do you know what, this, what is the second point and what it reminds me of? That we need to know God. In the story, in the book of Kings, God was not in the strong wind. God was in the gentle whisper. And Elijah knew that God was in the gentle whisper. In this story here, it wasn't a gentle whisper. It was a strong wind of the Spirit. And God was in the wind. How do we recognize where God is? Because it doesn't look the same every time. So are we, am I, going to be led by something that looks like God but is not God? Or am I going to be led by the Spirit, like the Spirit leads as He chooses? Knowing God, knowing where it is. And the third point, verse 3 says, They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. As the Spirit enabled them. It's God who does it. It is not in my strength. Colin didn't go to China in his strength. Tom didn't take his whole family to Turkey in his strength. I didn't go to West Africa 
in my strength. It is God who enables these things to happen. You are not in topness in your strength. It is God who enables you to do that. It's the Holy Spirit. I got a quote this morning from a, from, from a friend. And it says, If prayer isn't necessary to accomplish your vision, maybe you're not thinking big enough. If prayer isn't necessary to accomplish your vision, you are not thinking big enough. You see, it's about God and how he equips you and I to share the message of Jesus with our community. I love that we get together to celebrate the coming of the Spirit. In Acts chapter 2, the day that God chooses to come down, and again, God does everything for a purpose. He plans it really well. The day that he did that was a day where the nations were represented. You see, God could have chosen a day where those nations were not there. He could have chosen it before. He could have chosen it after they, they were gone. But God chooses that day where the nations are there because he wants them to hear the good news of the gospel in their own language. Such a significant day where we celebrate the coming of the Spirit and the enabling of the Spirit is so that the nations hear what God wanted to say. And I am asking myself, how am I sharing that message with the nations, with the nations in Totnes? How many nations were yesterday at Bright? How many people did we see there of our own people, of England, of different parts of England, of Wales, of Ireland? How many other nations were uh, represented there? You see, the enabling of the Spirit, the coming of the Holy Spirit, led to the nations hearing about God. And we believe that there is a connection between the Holy Spirit inhabiting inside us and equipping us. It's about Him equipping us to share the message. When they heard the sound, the crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard them speaking in his own language. This text follows, and with this I'm going to end, with a preach from Peter. Because they're saying, ah, and again, let me give you a fourth point so that I break the three. Verse 13 says that some people made fun of him and said they have had too much wine. You know, some people are not going to understand. Some people will not understand what God is doing in Totnes. Some people will come and criticize you. It will happen. It has happened. But in that, Peter comes up and he shares the message with them. And do you know what happens that day? 3,000 people come to the Lord. 3,000 people come to the Lord. And you know how significant is 3,000? Because back in the desert, when another prophet, Moses, he is given the law, and then he goes down and the people, they've made this idol. 3,000 people die. Because of that. So when the law comes in, 3,000 people die. But then God is coming in the New Testament. And he's saying, this is life. 3,000 people, when the Spirit comes, they come to God. They come to know the Lord. And Jesus is saying, I am this. I'm not death. I am life. And I am bringing life to you. I'm bringing life to Totnes. Our prayer today through what we said through what we shared through the stories as well of people coming to God, is that we celebrate the coming of the Spirit 
And we enjoy that. And we hear the words of God, what God is saying to us. And there is that unity in us. And that is in order to enable us to carry this message and share with people in their own language. I want to encourage you in that, in your journey, as the Spirit equips you, enables you to share the message of Jesus in their own language. In their own language. Because it's about Him equipping and enabling that to happen. This is what we wanted to bring to you this morning about what God doing in this nation, about what God is, is doing in different nations. And to say to you, if you feel like God is calling you, talk to your leaders, talk to Aid, come to him and say, Aid, I've got this passion burning in my heart and I don't know what to do about it. And he will pray with you, he will walk with you in that journey so that the Lord will be announced, the good news of the gospel will be announced in the nations. Even if it's not in different nations, if it's here, come to him as well and say, hey, God is calling me into this and I don't know how to do it, but let's pray together so that God will equip us and enable us in, in that journey. In Jesus' name. Amen. Are you inspired? Yes. It's so good to come off the back of a day of mission and then just be immersed in mission on the next day. And just this call that we have to share Christ in the languages of the world. I mean, what a wonderful thing. So everyone who's retired here, are you, you're going to sign up, right? <laughs> it's good. Yeah. And uh, I, I would love to build on this partnership with World Horizons, wouldn't you? Yeah. Just to be, understand some of the opportunities that are coming through World Horizons, to be able to pray for you. Uh, and some of the, the, the adventures that you're striking out on, we, we love to pray here in the church. Uh, and we'd love to have you back at some point as well yeah. to share. But before you go, um, just as we sort of wrap up our service now, would you pray for us? Yes. Everything you've been saying, I think we're resonating with. And we're saying, yes, we yeah. want to do that. We want to have the courage and the sensitivity to the spirit to step out in new ways. Um, and I just wonder if we could just agree together as this man prays um, that we can move <coughs> forward in that way according to what you've been saying. Jesus. Father God, we come before you mm. as your people. Yes, Lord. People that love you, people that are on a journey mm. of finding more about you, Lord. Mm. And we place ourselves in your hands. Father, this, this Sunday morning we recognize, Lord, that nothing can be done in our strength. Mm. Nothing can be done in our own will. Amen. But it can be done with the Holy Spirit. Mm. It can be done with the Holy Spirit. And Father, I want to pray for Totnes United Free Church. And Father, I want to pray for other churches that are gathering right now in Totnes. Mm. And Father, I want to pray for that unity yes, Lord. that has already begun. Yes, Lord. And I want to pray that, Lord, you will build on that. Mm. That as we come together, yeah, as we come together in unity, Lord, you send your spirit. And when you send your spirit, people get to know about you. Father, I want to pray for this church, Lord. I want to pray that you will come, Amen. that you will carry on doing the good work. Father, I pray that you will draw like-minded people that have got a heart for Totnes, that have got a heart for the nations to this place. 
Father, I want to I want to ask you for people, Lord, that want to come and carry, Lord, the message of Jesus into this town, into this nation, Lord, to this place. Father, we are available, Lord, and we are asking you, Lord, will you use us? Yes, Lord. Will you use us to win Totnes for your glory? Yes, Lord. To shine the light of Jesus in this place, Lord, that when people come trying to find something else, may they find Jesus. Father, may they find Jesus and the Spirit of God may free them from anything else that is not Jesus. Father, we pray that your Holy Spirit, as we Christians walk around this town, will enable us to share the message of Jesus in every street, with every person. And may, Lord, be the touching and the enabling of your Holy Spirit through us. So I pray that and I bless you in the name of Jesus. To receive the Holy Spirit. Amen. To receive the enabling. And to share the message of God. With people. In their own language. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Awesome. We're going to finish it there. I'm going to finish with the... Uh, some words from Hebrews that I, that I felt the Lord gave me just to finish off our meeting together. May the Holy Spirit flood your life. May you experience all the goodness of heaven. May you taste the goodness of the word of God. And may you be shown the power of the age to come. May the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be upon you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen. Amen.